0: you have certain people that are family to you. And uh, not only that, but kindred spirits. Amen. Don't put yourself around people that ain't going where you are going or they ain't been where you're you're trying to go. And I can tell you right now uh, that you have an extraordinary leader, an extraordinary pastor. And I want you to know, yeah. Yeah. He's a voice for this generation. He's a voice for this generation. So don't be selfish share him with the world. Let the world hear his voice because what you get every week, uh, there's a lot of people that don't get that uh, wherever they are. So uh, be willing to share him uh, with us in the world so that the, so his voice can get out there. And then I want you to encourage him uh, in every and any way you can. You know, it's nothing like the encouragement from your own church. No matter where you go, or no matter how big the arena is like, if you don't feel that love from your home church, don't wait till people die and then come at the uh, funeral and then haul, you know carry on fall over the casket and all that kind of stuff. Carry on. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Hold up the service five hours and all that. I don't believe in that. I, I, I think you ought to celebrate people while they hear whenever you can when they can. It's not easy pastoring uh, church people. Y'all was clapping. Y'all didn't hear me. So hold your claps. I want you to hear me first. It's not easy pastoring uh, church people. Come on, give me a hey right there. <clears throat> you ain't got to clap. Don't <laughs> clap. But people going not think you're talking about them. <laughs> so, so, what I want you to know is that your prayers are important. Put pastor at the top of your prayer list. Amen? Pray for your pastor. Uh, when, when a vision is cast forth, get behind the vision. Do what you can, celebrate him. And another way that you can show appreciation to your pastor is respect the leaders that are in uh, position. So, those that are running the parking lot, those that are security, sound, whatever systems they have in place. Respect that. Don't try to go over that and, and try to excerpt your authority or your familiarity with the pastor. He put that in place so the burden is not so heavy. So let's respect one another as leaders in the church. Amen. Just a little talking, to before we get into the message. I'm a PK. I'm a preacher's kid. I've been in this thing a long time. Trust me, I know how it goes. And so I just want to make sure that I encourage you in the right way. And I promise you, you'll be the better person for it. Now, you say, now, what does that got to do with me? Well, your grandchild might be a pastor one day. Your son, your daughter may be a minister one day. And the Bible says you reap what you sow. So even if it may not be on you, something down your generation may reap a benefit off of how you treat the bishop. Would you stand to your feet, clap your hands, and celebrate? Come on, let's do it the right way. Put some keys on it, <laughs> put a little music on it. Amen. <laughs> Come on, keep it a little going a little bit. You'll be surprised how it makes a pastor feel. Amen. Love you, Bishop. your way out today. We have a couple of products. I don't know about you, but I listen to music on my iPhone, but I still like a little CD every now and then, something I can hold on to and grab and read. I'm old school like that. I have my first CD out there. We don't have as a, a, a many of these left. It's our worship CD called Change. It's all worship music. Me with an acoustic guitar singing. This, this song will bless you in the time of devotionals and intimate. I haven't seen the CD in a while actually. <laughs> so we got some uh, available for you. And then our latest CD, Grace. Everybody say Grace has Ty Tribute on there, Candy West is on there, Margaret Bell, African Children's Choir. This uh, CD went to number eight on the Gospel Billboard charts. And it's just a dope CD, a dope CD. Grab it. It will bless you. My book, 100 Keys for You Right Now, shortest, quickest, but dopest book you'll ever read. Those of you that don't like to read, best book for you. <laughs> it's, a, it's a quick read, but it's just packed with information. Those of you that are teachers and speakers, you'll get a lot of one-liners out of here that'll bless you, bless you real good. That's available out there. And then our believer bracelets, great witnessing tool. I like what y'all are doing, hitting the streets. Uh, this is one of the, uh, our best witnessing tools because everywhere I am, people always ask what I believe and it gives me a chance to start a conversation with people and surely, you know, when they ask me what I believe, I say, hell is hot. (laughs) You go, no, I don't do that. I don't do that. That's not the way to minister, right? (laughs) No. But they're available out there. We're doing a special today where if you buy kids, we're going to hook it up as long as it lasts. <clears throat> so, oh, well, if we run out for the second service. But we're doing something special where if you buy one, you get one free. Hey. Yeah. Now, when I practiced that in the hotel, I saw that being a lot more exciting. And I was like, people are going to go crazy when I say that. <laughs> I'm going to try, try it again. You buy one, you get one free. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like Walmart, come on, somebody. So stop by the table, grab some of that stuff, it will bless you. Uh, I do want to shout out my church, uh, now church down in uh, Hollywood, Florida. Hey. <laughs> we are five years old, God has blessed us and we're just excited. They love your pastor, we, he's going to be with us in the, uh, a few weeks. We, we always love having uh, Pastor Terrell down there with us. We're getting ready to gear up for our SummerSlam sport camp. We do a sport camp every year, 200 uh, foster care children that we pull from all the different children's homes. Come on, it's good, right? Started one day and then got it to two days. We got it up to a full week now. We feed them lunch and breakfast every day. Uh, We give them backpacks at the end of the week. And your pastor comes in and he does, I'm telling you, he rocks it every day with the kids. We do uh, conditioning training and just all that kind of stuff. So a lot of great things going on. If you're ever down in the South Florida area, Hollywood is right between Fort Lauderdale and Miami. So if you're ever going down on a cruise or a vacation and whatnot, come down by the Now Church and just say, I'm from the city. They'll put you right up to the front sit you down. (laughs) (laughs) Like VIP, VIP. All right, let's get into the word of this morning. Let's go to Mark chapter 4, verse 37 through 41. I'm not going to be before you long, so you ain't got to worry about that here again. Growing up in church, I know some of y'all don't know about this, but they used to be in church till 3 o'clock in the afternoon, 4 and 5 o'clock. Somebody know what I'm talking about. And then by the time they say the benediction, it's time to come back at 6.30. Come on, somebody know what I'm talking about. And then you're going to be there and don't let somebody get to shouting and running. You might be in there till 11 o'clock at night and then come on back for prayer meeting on Monday night. Ain't nobody with me. Choir rehearsal on Tuesday night. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me midweek on Wednesday night. Thursday, they have some, something special. Friday night, they have the youth night. Saturday, you got to car wash or fry some chicken and uh, do something to make some money for the church. And then Sunday, you're right back at it again. If you want to go on vacation during the summertime, you're going to Bible camp. Come on. You got to go to go to go convention. <laughs> Church, 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 and church, and more church. My dad used to preach so long, I used to be back there shaking the keys. That meant baby boy was ready to go home. <laughs> you ain't got to worry about that today. If you'll pay attention, tell your neighbor, pay attention. If you'll pay attention today, you'll receive something phenomenal from the word of God. And it won't take a long time. Sometimes we make it so hard. It's not hard to receive. Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The other thing I want you to do, I want you to be prayed up to receive the word. This is a huge mistake we make in Pentecostal and spiritual churches. We think it's all on the bishop. We think it's all on the pastor. Don't you know that you have to be anointed to hear the word as well as the preacher has to be to preach the word or it'll go right past you. It'll be as if you don't, I ain't get nothing out because you were not in it. Amen. Third thing I want you to do is I want you to do a smile check. It's tough being up here looking at a bunch of faces that don't look like they kind of want to be here. As a matter of fact, look at your neighbor right quick. Say, Am I smiling this morning? Do I have a pleasant look on my face? I'm telling you, you wait till it's your turn to get up here. Hey, yeah. Uh-huh. Some of y'all love, uh... okay, your day coming. Mark chapter 4, verse 37 through 41. And there arose, very familiar scripture, there and there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was so full. And when he was in the hinder part of the ship, he sleep on a pillow. And they awake him and say unto him, Master cares not that we perish. And he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace be still. Bob says life and death is in the power of the tongue. I know some of us are going through some things. Would you just say that with me? Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. Verse 40. And he said unto them, why are ye so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, what manner of man is this? That even the wind and the sea obey him. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. You may be seated. I want to simply uh, title this message today, quick little talk into a little conversation. Let's just title it, Faith It Until You Make It. (laughs) Now I didn't say fake it till you make it. Because some of y'all are faking it. (laughs) We don't want you to fake it till you make it. You want to faith it. Tell your neighbor, say, faith it until you make it. The reality is many of us are not using all of our faith. Let's go to Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. There's some faith that you did not use this week, and that's why your week was tougher than it should have been. There's some faith you're not using right now, and that's why your day is starting off a little harder than it should be. And there's some faith you got in reserve that God is saying to you this morning, it's time to pull that faith out of reserve, put it into action, and watch a miracle and a supernatural act take place in your life. Look what Paul said in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, he says, I live yet not I, but what Christ lives in me and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Notice Paul doesn't say I live in the faith of God, but he says I live of the faith of God, meaning that faith arises within us by way of the Holy Spirit. Therefore, our faith starts with us. So here's your first wisdom key for today. Write it down. Real faith starts with the God in you. A lot of us are looking for faith from the outside, and God says to us this morning, no, real faith starts with the God in you. And you got to utilize every bit of your faith because, write it down, faith is the key that gives you access to the grace of God. There's no way to obtain the blessings of God without first believing that they exist. So you need your faith in order to obtain the favor. There's favor upon your life. There are blessings upon your life. Do you know there's resources upon resources all around you? But you won't get a chance to get to it without your faith. Somebody say faith. Let's talk about the gift of faith. Let's go to Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 through 23. Very familiar scripture. That's where the Bible says, but the fruit of the spirit, most of us know it by heart, is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and there it is, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such things there is no law. Now, I love this scripture because when, it, when I began to read it, I began to understand that there's a lot of gifts. Somebody say, I got a lot of gifts. Come on, wake up with me. Say, I got a lot of gifts. So, the Bible says there's love, there's joy. You ever been, uh, before you got saved, if you didn't like somebody, you just didn't love them. It was what it was. If you didn't care for somebody, I mean, you just slap them just as quick as you look at them. You know what I'm saying? Like when you did, didn't have the Holy Ghost, it was hard to be long suffering. It was hard to be meek. It was hard to love people that you couldn't stand. But with the Holy Ghost, I ain't got to like you, but I still love you. With the Holy Ghost, I can endure certain things, and I don't have a quitting spirit. I can endure, I can hang in there. These are all gifts. Of the Holy Spirit. Well, one of those gifts that you have in there as a part, of, a part of the fruit of the Spirit is faith. One of the reasons why I think many of us don't operate in the gift of faith is because we don't know we have it. So maybe I just came here this morning just to let somebody know that you already, would you push your neighbor right quick, wake him up and say, You already got it? That what you've been praying for, what you've been having the praise team sing 20 songs so you can get there for, what you've been having pastors Spit and and, and Sweat for, that is something you already got. You just need to begin to activate it. Come on, give me a little hey right there. I didn't say the front row. I need everybody. Come on, give me a hey right there. You know I can see you, right? Like I can see your mouth not moving. You you ain't going to help me out a little bit. I mean, we ain't going to have a little bit of a no help. Tough crowd, is that what's going on? <laughs> Let me tell you, man, I, I I I I think that many of us are struggling today in our walk with God because we don't recognize what we have. So that's why I want I want to start. I want to start right there. I want you to understand you got it. Say it with me again, I got, it. I got it. Come on, say it again. Say, I got it. I got it. All right. Now, I just showed it to you in the scripture. Now you I know what you're thinking. I know you think, well, Pastor. How come it seems like sister so-and-so got a little bit more faith than I do? How come it seems like when Bishop gets up, he got, he got something else? That, that, did he, was he born with, with, you know, did he get the, 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 lead, the, the, the super leaded faith and I got the regular faith and I, somebody else over here got unleaded faith? You know, did, did she get platinum and did I get bronze? Like what's going on here? I feel like God kind of, you know, left me out. But, but, but I want to encourage you this morning. I want you to, I, as a matter of fact, I think of it like uh, Chipotle. Don't judge me. I go to Chipotle. Don't, don't see. I see you already judged. I go to Chipotle sometimes, and, and I always try to see if I can get them to give me a little bit more chicken. I know I'm not the only one in here. I just I, I just, I try to distract them. I try to do whatever I can do. Maybe a little bit more chicken will fall. And it just never, see, that lady's shaking her head. It just never seems to work. Now, you know you could pay to get more chicken, but I'm just cheap like that. Hey, hey, hey. I know I'm not the only one. They just, they've developed a system <laughs> where they, they have learned how to scoop up just the right amount of chicken so that everybody get the same amount of chicken. I know there are some people that think that if you're white or if you're black, you got something special or you got something going on. I know there's some people think that if you're born from a family that got a lot of money or if you're born from a certain side of the tracks or if your family last name is this or that or you're from this culture, that culture, that you got a little bit more. You got a little bit. But I want to tell you, I don't care if you're black, I don't care if you're white, I don't care if you're male or female, I don't care if you're born in the hood or if you're born in a penthouse. You got the same. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nobody going to preach. Y'all going to leave me by myself? You got the same scoop. But here's what happens. Because when you start telling people they got the same measure, that's what the Bible says, Everybody's, everybody's given a measure of faith. When you start telling people they got the same measure, you, be, you began to start saying, okay, well, that's not theologically correct because Jesus told Peter, you know, oh, ye of little faith, and then turn around and told the centurion soldier, you know, that's great faith. So why would Jesus begin to say there's great faith and little faith? I even preached this wrong for many years, Bishop telling people, you know, you got to, the Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So, you know, faith leaves you and it comes back and the faith leaves you and it comes back. And so I had people running to the altar to get more faith and running back and running back to the altar and get more and in and, and a tough of war every day of their life, trying to get faith and trying to fill up with faith, like a gas station. And I began to study faith, and I realized faith is not something that comes and goes because it's a gift by way of the Holy Spirit. That long as I got the Holy Spirit, I always have faith with me. So I want you to write this down all gifts from the Holy Spirit are permanent. Those of you that on social media stop posting about your chicken that you cook and whatnot, post that. <laughs> That's witness to some people. All gifts of the Holy Spirit are permanent. Somebody says permanent. That means it's not going nowhere. I don't care if you get back into addiction. I don't care if you get back into failure. If you get back into making a mistake, or if you get into a rough season of your life, I want you to remember that the gifts of the Holy Spirit are still there. They're not going nowhere. It's permanent. So how come it seems like some people have greater faith than others? Well, I'll tell you why. I liken it unto I've been using the example of the Apple Watch. I don't know. I got anybody else got an Apple Watch in here? Apple Watch? I'm the only Apple Watch up in here. I feel special. Okay, I got one back there. Got one over there. Okay, see them? Covenant Brothers, amen. Got one all the way in the back. I liken it unto the Apple Watch. Well, you know, last year, my birthday is next month. And last year, uh, 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 Brandon, a friend of mine, Brandon and Terrell, not Terrell, uh, Eric, brought me a, a, a Apple Watch for my birthday. Thank God for good friends. Amen. Thank God for friends that won't give me nothing cheap. Amen, God. They got me an Apple Watch, church, and when they got me an Apple Watch, I um, they said, you know, you can do all kind of stuff with your Apple Watch. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they said, well, here's the book, and you know, all these great things you can do. I said, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did just like how many of y'all. I popped it on and went on about my business. Now I'm embarrassed to tell you. Don't judge me. I'm embarrassed. To, don't judge. I can tell by the way you're looking. I'm embarrassed to tell you the only thing I can do with this Apple Watch is tell the time. That's all I can do. Somebody say, my God. One of my young people came up to me and said, Pastor, you know that I want you to hook up your Apple Watch with mine so that we can do our workout together. So I can see when you work out and you can say, I said, you could do that Apple Watch? They said, yeah, you can do that. Then somebody said, you know you can control your home theater with the Apple Watch. I said, you can control your home. They say, yeah, you can order food with your Apple Watch. You can answer the phone. With that. I said, you can do all that. I said, yeah, you can you do it. I said, I didn't know you could do all this stuff with the Apple Watch. Then I, then I began to say, well, I don't know, you know, if my watch can do that. They say, yeah, your watch can do that. All of that is in your watch. So then my question to you to church this morning is, do I need another watch? Do I need a different watch? Come on, talk to me a little bit. Do I need a different watch? No, I don't need a different watch. I got the same watch they got. The only reason why their watch is being used in a greater way and mine's being used in a lesser way is because I have not worked what I got. Tell three people around you, it's time to start working your faith. It's 9 o'clock so I know it's a little too early to get uh, too crunked up in here but I believe if we take a quick praise break right now and activate the faith of praise there are some things that will break in the atmosphere when I count to three clap your hands as loud as you can clap send the praise into the third heaven and begin to give God praise for a prophetic come on church work your faith work your faith somebody i got the same faith come on y'all not talking to me tell somebody i got the same faith the bible says the same the same spirit that raised jesus from the dead now lives inside of you and me you got the same tell somebody i got the same faith come on i need somebody to preach with me right here just for a quick second tell somebody i got the same faith That if God can do it for Paul, he can do it for me. That if God can do it for Peter, he can do it for me. That if God can do it for the three Hebrew boys, he can do it for me. Somebody shout, I got the same faith. David said, yea, though I walk through the valley in the shadow of death, I will fear, for God is with me. So I want you to know this morning that you got it. You just haven't utilized your faith. Mama said, make it plain. You have not tapped into your apps. You have not, the reason why I don't know, oh my God, y'all better be careful, it's nine o'clock. The reason why I don't know how to work this Apple Watch is because I have not looked at the manual. Somebody give me a Bible. Can I borrow your Bible for a second? The reason why I don't know how to use this Apple Watch is because I have not looked at the manual. The reason why some of y'all cannot be at home on the beach this summer. I know it's summertime. I don't care. You still need to learn how to utilize your faith. And therefore, you need as much of the manual. So you cannot afford to sit at home. I mean, you can, but you're going to be me with an Apple Watch for a year that you're not even using to its fullest capacity. And don't judge me because you're sitting there yourself and there are things, some of y'all got cars y'all don't know how to use. Some of y'all got microwaves you don't know how to use. You got stoves you don't know how to use. Got hair utensils you don't know how to use. Got makeup you don't know how to use? I'm going to preach in here this morning. Got clothes you don't know how to put together? Shoes you don't know how to match? It's time for you to begin to open up the manual and see. Somebody preach with me. Say, work your faith. It's a gift. It's a gift. It's a gift. Come here, brother. It's a gift. It's a gift, come up here for a second. Ask me for a Bible, ask me for a Bible. Can I get a Bible? There you go, there's a Bible. Now ask me for a Bible, ask me for a Bible, ask me for a Bible, Can I get a Bible? ask me for, a Bible. A, Bible? Ask me for a, Bible. a Bible. This is some of y'all at the altar. God, you ask for something. <laughs> you ask for something. God has given it to you and you're sitting there asking for something that God has already given you and you're saying pastor I can't hear from God you can't hear from God because he's looking at you saying the gift I'm going to ask you to be obedient one more time look at somebody and tell them you already got it I'm gonna tell you to do it one more time. Look at somebody else that you haven't talked to all all morning. Tell them you already got it. If you don't remember nothing else the pastor say from this morning, I want you to know that. I want you to know that when you walk out this door and when you don't feel, hear the organ and you don't hear me hollering and the music is not playing and you feel like you're all by yourself, I want you to remember this. When you feel like you're down in the valley and there's nobody you can turn to, that when your back is against the wall and he walks out on you and they break your heart, I want you to remember this. When you're being in the your pockets and there's nothing there, I want you to remember this. That when the doctor began to shake their head, I want you to remember that Pastor Javen came all. The away from Florida and told me that I all somebody say amen let me wrap it up faith is let's talk about what faith is faith is write this down a conviction of the knowledge of who God is conviction. The Bible says, faith is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. We know that in order for somebody to be convicted, there has to be evidence. And so, therefore, faith is a conviction of the evidence of the Holy Spirit in your life. It's that thing where you say, I know it's going to happen. You've been convicted by it. your conviction, a conviction. Nobody. See, when you have a conviction about what you're doing, pastor ain't got to preach, pastor ain't got to say nothing to you. You know you're wrong. You ever been been to church for a long time, so (laughs) you're sneaking, sliding up there in the balcony, just trying to let, why? Because there's a conviction, because I know I haven't been where I'm supposed to be. That's what faith will do. Faith will cause you to bend, humble yourself. Faith will cause you to submit to that which you know is going to take place. The reason why some of us can't walk in faith is because we have no real conviction about who God is. Here's the other thing that you need to understand about faith. Faith requires authority. I know you've grown, but there is a mandate on your life. I know you are grown and sassy and a whole nine yards, but there is a mandate on your life, and there are things that God has called you to do. So you still have, there are still things that you are to be respectful for because of the authority that it reigns in your life. Your legacy, the purpose. The thing that your parents have sacrificed for some of y'all walk around here acting like you're nobody. When you remember when your parents used to say, Stop walking out there in the streets like you ain't got no sense, you know where you come from, there's an authority. And for those of us, at first we started acting crazy, but at some point when we start recognizing who our parents were and all the sacrifices they made, they didn't have to whip us no more. They didn't have to convict us no more. They have to talk to us no more. You start appreciating who they were, and you began to recognize the authority in which they carried, and the maturity in you caused you to stop acting crazy whether they were there or not. Play softly. In our text today, we see... Jesus on a boat with disciples on the Sea of Galilee. It's more of a lake than it is a sea. been to Jerusalem several times. It's not that impressive as a body of water. But it doesn't matter how big or how unseemingly the issue may be. When your boat gets rocked, your boat gets rocked. <laughs> and it may not mean, you ever had a stomachache, glory to God? That is a personal thing, isn't it? I mean, nobody can see it. You know, it's not an injury, so people don't know something's wrong with you. But you, come on, anybody know what I'm talking about? I mean, you got, they don't know. They look, oh, you look good today. They don't know your stomach is just toe up from the floor. I mean, and you're just, and then it gets so bad, sometimes you have to double over. And they look at you and saying, well, you're such a healthy person. What's wrong with you? But you don't know what I'm going through, see? And the Bible says the boat begins to rock and the waves begin to float. I like to sleep on my left side. So I picture Jesus sleeping on his left side. When you preach it, you preach it the way you want to. But in my message, he's on his left side. <laughs> I would say he's sleeping on a pillow. Now I don't know about you. Maybe you can jump up out of the bed and be cheery and, and, and happy and whatnot. I'm not one of those people. It takes a minute. It takes a minute. It takes a minute. And if it's a deep sleep, oh, my God, God help anybody that's around. It's going to take a little few minutes to get it together. I picture when they woke Jesus up, he was like me. He turned around and looked. I know Jesus didn't cuss, but I I imagine he probably was thinking some things that wouldn't probably be the right thing to say. Like, what in the world? And for all you religious people, get over it. Amen. (laughs) Jesus woke up, looked around. But the problem is they're coming to him with disrespect. They're coming to him. Anger and frustration. Be careful how you come to the altar. God is not moved by your pious. I've been serving the Lord a long time. Nobody care. You don't know how long I've been in this. Nobody care. If you don't come here in faith, frustration doesn't move God. Anger doesn't move God. I can get, yeah, listen, it's natural to get angry. But when you get through, it's natural to cry. It's natural to feel bad. But when you get through it, all that, got to grab a hold of faith. That's how you come to God be careful to enter his gates with thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise. We taught you how to come here to get bigger houses. We taught you how to come here to get a new boot. We taught you how to come here and get your mind right. Come to church and you'll get your mind right. Come to church and you're going to get all the chains, break every chain, break every, you want some chains broken, come to church. And what we forgot to tell you was that this is a house of worship. What we forgot to tell you was the purpose of coming here is to worship God. What we forgot to tell you is that the only reason and real purpose for coming to church is to worship God. So how in the world can this be a house of worship when 70% of the people don't even worship? Can you imagine being in a relationship with somebody that buys dinner, that sends somebody with you to go on a date to buy the dinner for you, and they sit at home and say, how was the dinner? How was the conversation? You'd you'd look at that (laughs) person. Can you imagine if your husband uh, had sent somebody else to give you flowers and then just kind of, you know, sat there and had lunch with you and sat at home and waited till you got home and said, well, how was lunch? Did you enjoy the flowers? You'll say, hey, listen, I thank you for the flowers and the food, but I want to spend time. I want to look in your. I want to hear your voice. Since Jesus woke up. And I believe as they were criticizing him, don't you care that we perish? Now, only people that got grown kids will understand what I'm finna tell them. Have your children ever done something that caused you to look at them and go, Who child is this? <laughs> Those of you that got them little babies, just hang in there. <laughs> There's coming a day that little thing <laughs> that looked like you is going to do something and you're going to look in their face and you can't say nothing because it's going to hurt their feelings. But in your head, you're thinking you are one of the craziest. Something's wrong with you. Like, I don't know where you came from. You got dropped off. Something, something's not right. But you don't say none of that because you're a good parent, right? Come on, parents. Come on, help me out. You just give them a look, right? Like, eh? Hey. Anybody got that look from their mama? When you saw that look, you know. Like, get out of Dodge, buddy. you about to catch a wet rag or a spoon or something. Get yeah, that look. My dad used to get that look. My dad was, no, my dad was a bishop in the Church of God. He, he, he didn't play the radio. I mean, he'd, be, he'd roll over in his grave right now if he saw me up here in tennis shoes and jeans and no suit and tie watches. <laughs> he was old school. One time they left us, uh, the, you know, I'm one of 13 children. I'm number 12. I'm down at the bottom. I've been raised by 13 people. That's why I'm so confused. Amen. All right. <laughs> they left us home. The five at the bottom, you know, the, the, the five at the top left the five at the bottom home because they wanted to go to a concert. And somebody got a crazy idea that some, somebody was in the house. We, we, we lived in a big house. And, and so we ran upstairs because the person was in the basement. And then, then, somebody got an idea that the person had made it upstairs, so we ran downstairs. And then somebody got an idea that he's running all around the house, so we should go outside in the backyard, where the dogs are and in the gated fence and whatnot, where we still are protected. And then somebody got a crazy idea that he was in the yard, so we should go outside the yard and go out in the van and, at, at, and out there by the street. About ten o'clock at night, little kids, five kids. In the van, my dad pulls up from church. He's see suited hat, old school, big old long trench coat. You know, he coming in like the godfather. No joke. <laughs> my sister, big mouth, emotional one, she's going to be the first. She runs up dramatic. Oh, God. They left us home by ourselves. Oh, somebody's in the house. I'll never forget it. My dad looked there. I promise you, I I, I promise you, the world stopped one time. (laughs) Fishes stopped swimming one time in the ocean. I'm telling you, I believe it. I believe the wind, one time the wind stopped in eternity. And it was the moment that my dad looked down at all five of his little children out there in the yard not in the big house that he built with the big dogs that he gave, put in the yard and the fence and the security that he built for them. And they're outside in the street looking at him saying, don't you care? And he just looked. He's an island man. Both of my parents are from the islands of the Bahamas. So I'm Bahamian by blood. And Sometimes those Bahamians, you just kind of don't want to catch them on the wrong day. (laughs) With Bishop James Campbell, if you caught him in the wrong way, he'd get the stuttering. That's how you know all hell is finna break out. He said, if if, if y'all don't get y'all behind in the house, everything in here, getting ready to get a whooping. Oh my God, we went running in the house. We went in the back like, oh my God, we getting ready to get a whooping. I believe Jesus just looked at the twelve. Like, what is wrong with y'all? Don't judge them too much. Some of y'all just got that look this morning. Don't judge them too much. Some of y'all got that look in the service. When the worship leaders were saying, Lift your hands, or pastor was saying, clap your hands, and gotta beg you. Come on. That's why I may not be a pastor much longer. I'm not begging nobody to do that. Listen, if you don't know who God is in your life, then that's you and God. I got no hell to put you in or no heaven to put you in. You better figure it out. You better figure it out. Being in the anointing doesn't no more make you anointed than being at the gym going to make you fit if you don't work out. You better tap into this thing. is that they had already seen Jesus cast out demons. By this point, they had already seen Jesus open blind eyes. By this point, they had already seen the miraculous power of God in their life. But for some reason, this storm is gonna take them out. For some reason, this storm, and in some ways, you almost see them looking at Jesus as the same as them. Can I go just a little bit longer? <clears throat> is that okay? I want to teach you something. <clears throat> We're going to pray in just a second, but I feel like I want to make sure I bring something all the way home here. Jesus, as a matter of fact, ministers, those of you that are called, those of you that's going to minister, I want you to write this down because this is a very important lesson to learn in ministry. Jesus' purpose in his ministry, if we all if, if every ministry has a purpose, Jesus' purpose was to get the disciples to believe, write this down, that he was deity. Everything he did, it was trying to get them to understand the deity of who he was. That he was Jesus, not last name Christ. Jesus, last name the anointed one, the Christ. I want you to recognize that you're looking at God. That's all he was trying to do. Remember the woman the, uh, woman at the well? I'll give you looking at the, re- you, see, when Martha came running, if you were, my brother went, what did Jesus tell Martha? You're looking at the resurrection. I am the bread of life. I am the water. That's all he was trying to do. Here they are saying, don't you care that we perish? And Jesus was looking at them like, I am life. I am peace. I am. So he comes out, he calms the waves. And it's not until he calms the waves, you'll appreciate this, those of you that love the word of God, that they then drop to their knees. And say, what manner? Now he done spit in dirt, <laughs> made mud, opened blind eyes. He done called a dead man, came copping out of grave clothes. He done cast a, a demons out of these five and six demons and ran off. But it's not until Jesus comes out and speaks to the winds and the waves that these these helmets hit only God controlled the atmosphere. You remember? David talks about it in Psalms that you control the winds. Oh God, you control the winds and the waves. All of them knew the story of their forefathers, the Israelites, when the Pharaoh is at their back and the Red Sea is at their front. God does what? He parts the Red Sea. So those are God-like things. So Yeah, you might be able to do a little healing and a little prophecy here. But it's not until they see Jesus control, come on somebody, the environment. Now you're doing things that only God can do. This must be God in the flesh. And I think Jesus' lesson that day is the lesson that I leave you here today. That yeah, you're in the storm. Yeah, the winds are blowing. Yeah, you're going through some things. But I want you to grab a hold of faith and know that even if you're rocking, I'm rocking with you. Even if it gets bumpy, (laughs) I'm getting bumpy there with you. That even if you get knocked down, I'm down there with you. That even if you're sad and all alone because you have failed and you have made some mistakes, that I will be there in your failures. I will be there in your weakness. I will be there in every season of your life so that you can faith it. Amen. You're in here this morning, say, Pastor. Your word spoke right to me. I want you to stand to your feet. I'm asking you really quick, without hesitation and without reservation. You say, I want my faith. I want. I need my faith to come to another level. I've been seriously got cold about this thing, and there's just some things I'm believing God for, and I've just kind of gotten away from that. I want you to make your way to the. Just make your way down. Nothing dramatic. Nothing embarrassing. Just make your way down. I want more faith. I want God's faith. to in my life in an extraordinary way. Now, if you don't need nothing to happen over these next couple of days, then sit there. But if you are believing God for greater things, for supernatural works, I'm asked that you come to this altar at this time. Come on, there's way more of you that need to come. Do not ever be afraid of church people. I just told you that. Get what you need from God. Don't worry about people. Don't worry about people. Just come on down. Just come on down. Get as close as you can. Get as close as you can. There's way more of us that should be down here. When you come down, just lift your hands and just begin to worship the Lord. What you're saying is, God, increase my faith. Help me to understand what I got. Reveal unto me. Here's why we come to the altar. They get revelation. It doesn't mean you're a sinner. It doesn't mean that you're less than somebody else. It means I want to be closer to God. It means I want to touch from God. Just begin to worship the Lord. You don't have to wait on the touch. We're not going to have no dramatic touch and all this kind of stuff. You're just getting ready to worship God. And you're going to experience God's anointing in a fresh and revelatory way. Now, it's up to you. It's up to you. It's up to you. Come on, there are more that would say, God, I need to be closer to you. I need to be closer to you. I need to be closer to you. When you get closer to God, he begins to give you the answers. Some of y'all said, I ain't got no answers. Some of you are looking and trying to figure out what to do with that situation that you're going through. This is the time to take advantage of. It. Some of you are saying, I'm broken, I'm hurt, I'm going through something. This is the time to take advantage of. It. And I'm standing you Come on lift your hands just open up your heart